In one of its more arcane recent rulings, the Supreme Court altered the rules for what sort of information submitted to the government by business can be subsequently revealed. Joining me with the case and the implications for contractors, procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And Joe, let's start with this case. It involved the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program at Agriculture Department. Tell us about the case. Sure. Uh, this case involves, as you mentioned, the SNAP program, which uh, some people remember by the old name of food stamps. And the um, newspaper was seeking information about uh, you know, where people were buying their food under the SNAP program. So they sought from the United States Department of Agriculture uh, a list of the stores that were participating in the program. They wanted to know uh, how many, uh, what were the volume of SNAP sales on a store-by-store basis uh, for, you know, obviously journalistic purposes. Um, the stores uh, opposed that release, and the case ultimately got up to the Supreme Court. And the question here is whether the information qualifies for an exemption from the Freedom of Information Act. The exemption is for trade secrets and commercial and financial information obtained from a person and privileged or confidential. So that's a mouthful, and the court's got to figure out what it means. Um, In applying this language, most courts have used a 1974 decision by the uh, Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia called National Parks. And that said that if you want to qualify for exemption, in other words, your stuff isn't going to get released, you have to show that release would cause you substantial competitive harm. And not just competitive harm, but substantial competitive harm. And that test is spread around to different courts and was pretty commonly used. Um, The D.C. Circuit actually created an exception to the test in which they said that if you're submitting the information voluntarily, you don't have to show that, but you just have to show that the information is not ordinarily disclosed publicly. So um, you know, that's where, what was the state of the law when the Supreme Court picked up the issue for the very first time. So they're not bound by any of these lower court rulings. And the question is, what does that uh, language mean in the uh, FOIA about confidential commercial and financial information? The Supreme Court decided that they were not going to adopt or continue the substantial competitive harm test. Uh, that what test wasn't in the statute. It had been developed by looking at legislative history. As you know, uh, courts have been, uh, especially the Supreme Court, uh, have been looking uh, not so much at legislative history to interpret statutes, but at the plain meaning of words in the statute. And so they look at dictionaries, uh, which the court quoted, uh, several dictionaries dating back to the time the Freedom of Information Act was adopted in the 60s. And uh, they decided, based on the dictionary definition, that there was a one or maybe two-part test to figure out what is this, uh, you know, what, is, what does this mean to have confidential commercial and financial information. And uh, the, the test that they adopted was that the information is customarily kept private or at least restricted in terms of um, its release. So that gets rid of the idea of substantial harm would be done. That kind of makes That's it easier to gone. withhold information? 
Right. That's completely gone. It makes it easier to withhold information. You don't have to show substantial competitive harm. Uh, and then the court played around with whether there was a second part to the test, and that is if you give the information to a third party, like uh, the government, um, shouldn't there be some assurance that the information is going to be kept uh, private? Uh, they weren't sure that that was necessary, but in this case, they didn't have to decide the question because it was very clear uh, that the Department of Agriculture had promised, and I believe this was in the regulations, that the information would be kept uh, from release. Uh, so you know, the test was met here, and the court said, well, we're not going to decide that issue because uh, we don't have to. Uh, it, it, the test is met in that instance. So the bottom uh, line of the decision is what then? Yes. Well, I, I, the first thing is that's very clear that uh, in order to keep your information, your private information, from release in the hands of the government under the Freedom of Information Act, you no longer need to show substantial competitive harm. Um, so that makes it easier uh, to get the government to withhold information. Uh, the second uh, thing to keep in mind is that, uh, obviously, you have to show that the information is kept private and possibly show that there's some assurances that from the government that it's not going to be released. We're speaking with D.C. procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo. Now, this case involved a program where, not not related to federal contracting, but uh, you feel this could apply to contractors. Tell us more about that. Well, uh, you know, contractors find that their information, for example, the contract or proposal, is sometimes requested under the Freedom of Information Act. Um, and it's easy enough to show that a lot of the information in that proposal is customarily kept private. Uh, it's sometimes harder to show whether or not there's an assurance that it's going to be kept confidential by the government. Um, if it's proposal information, uh, the government uh, it, it prescribes a, a legend to be placed on the proposal. And uh, in that instance, you put the legend on, and, and it does create the expectation of privacy. In addition, if the proposal is not incorporated into the contract um, by reference or, or physically, uh, there is a statute that says it should be kept confidential. So that's pretty good in terms of proposal information. Um, if you talk about pricing, it gets a little more complicated. The bottom line price, um, I think, pretty clearly is going to be released, and, that, and contractors are warned about that in the regulations. Uh, but there's also a section about unit prices, which some contractors have sought to be uh, kept from pro from release under the Freedom of Information Act. Unit prices and as opposed to the general total value of the contract. Exactly. Uh, there is a section of the regulations that suggests that unit prices are going to be released. But the same uh, regulation also says that uh, material that's uh, exempt from pardon me, material that is exempt from release under the Freedom of Information Act is not going to be released. So it gets a bit circular here, and we'll have to see how courts uh, implement this decision uh, for unit prices. But basically, contractors have a little bit stronger case to keep information they give to the government, and I guess for that matter, any entity that gives information to the government that it normally considers secret or that the government says, don't worry, we won't disclose it, that is much more protected now under FOIA than it was before that Supreme Court ruling? Absolutely. It's much easier to uh, uh, to, to you know, make the showing necessary to keep the information from being released. Procurement Attorney Joseph Petrillo, thanks so much for that update. 
Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.